0: Lesson number one hundred and fifty-eight, Surah Maryam, ayah number sixty-six to ninety-eight. Wayakulul insanu, and the human being says, A idha ma mittu. A what? Ida when? Mittu. I have died. Meaning, when I have died, La saufa, surely soon. Uchraju. I will be brought out. Meaning, brought out from the state of death, from the state of non-existence, from the dried and crumbled bones that are buried and scattered in the earth will I be brought out haya alive as I am alive right now how is that possible now yaqulul Insan, the human being says this doesn't mean that every human being says this but many among mankind do have such thoughts some people wonder out of just amazement how is this possible and others wonder out of disbelief and doubt in resurrection that how is resurrection possible how is it possible that when I have died I will be brought back to life in surah Yasin ayah 78 it is mentioned mathalan wa nasiya he strikes for us an example and forgets his own creation the human being says that who will give life to bones while they have disintegrated so there are many people who question resurrection, who doubt and deny resurrection, saying that it's impossible. And there's a hadith in which we learn that the Prophet said that Allah the Exalted says, the son of Adam denies me, and he has no right to deny me. What is his denial of me? His statement that I will never repeat his creation like I created him the first time. Meaning when a person doubts resurrection, then what is he doing essentially? He is denying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Awala, a, what, wa, and la, not. Meaning, Awala, does he not, yadkurul insan, the human being, remember, has he forgotten, does he not remember that, anna خَلَقْنَاهُ, that indeed we have created him, min qablu, from before, wa lem and he was nothing. Where was he before? Where was he 150 years before? Where was he? Non-existent. Who brought him into existence? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah created him once before from a state of non-existence, He brought him into existence, He created him alive, He can do that again. He can create once, and He can create again. In Surah al ayah 11 we learn, Allah initiates the creation and then He repeats it. Meaning He can do it over and over again so by your Lord لنحشرنهم. surely we will definitely gather them. surely we will definitely assemble them them meaning all mankind every single human being and along with people we will also gather what and the devils which devils all devils, those who misled mankind. We will gather men and we will gather jinn. Summa dan lanuhdirannahum. Surely we will definitely make them to be present. Nuhdirannah from haadad ra. Hudur is to be present. Meaning each and every one of them will be made to come. Mandatory attendance. Where will they be made to come? Hawla around a Hellfire. Jithiya upon knees. جِثِي is the plural of Jathin. Jathin jim Fa Wa. We have read this word earlier also. It's a state of kneeling. Kneeling. You know when a person is upon his knees. What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us over here? Notice how the ayah begins. Fawbika. An oath is being taken. Man doubts resurrection? You think it's impossible? Have no doubt. Bear in mind, remember that you will be resurrected. Not just you, all of mankind. Every single human being will be brought. And not just people, but even the jinn. And it's not just that they will all be resurrected, but that everyone will be brought to hellfire. Kneeling, crouching on their knees, around hellfire, staring into hellfire. ثُمَّ then Surely we will definitely extract, we will definitely pull out. نُون زَيْعِينَ is to pull. When do you have to pull something away, snatch something away? When it's not coming easily. When it's not coming willingly. Summa لَنَنْزِعَنَّ We will extract min kulli shi'atin from every sect, from every group. Who will be brought out from every group? Ayyuhum. Which of them? Meaning those of them who are ashaddu, most intense, who are the worst. Allah Rahman against the most merciful Ritiya in disobedience. Ritiya, we have done this word earlier also, Ainta. Well Ati is someone who is extreme in disobedience, most arrogant, the one who crosses the limits most, the one who is most oppressive, most harsh. So from every group the worst people will be extracted. They will be separated. And once they are separated, summa, then, lanahnu, surely we, a'lamu, most knowing, we know best, we know most, Allah knows best, biladina, of those people who, whom they are, awla, most worthy, most deserving, Allah knows best, That which people are most deserving, biha, with it, meaning of hellfire, siliya, to burn. Which persons deserve to be burnt in hellfire? Allah knows best. Siliya is the plural of salin, from sadlam ya. Salin is one that is on fire, one that is being burnt, because sili is to burn in fire, to bear the heat of the fire. So we know best who deserves to go into hellfire, who deserves to burn therein. And those whom Allah knows that they are deserving of hellfire, then what will happen? They will be thrown into hellfire. وَإِمْ minkum And there is not among you, meaning anyone, except wa riduha, Except that he will come to it. There is none among you, meaning, Every single human being, from the first to the last, the righteous and the disobedient, the ignorant and the aware, the men and the women, the young and the old, every human being, Allah says, each and every one of you, He is wa'riduha. He is going to arrive at hellfire. This ayah is talking about who? It's talking about us, every single one of us. Is going to arrive at hellfire. He's going to see hellfire. The word Wad is from the root letters Waradal. And Wad is someone who arrives at a watering place. So for example, a spring, all right, or a place where there is water. Warid is someone who arrives over there. Regardless of whether he enters the water or he doesn't. He's the one who arrives. This is upon your Lord. Hatman, A final and unchangeable decision. That is مَقْضِيَّ That is decreed. Meaning this is something final. This is something decided. This is not changing. There is no escape. Every human being is going to arrive at hellfire. حَتْمَن مَقْضِيَّ hatm is from hatamim and hatm is a final and unchangeable decision a decision that is definite it is to determine definitely to prescribe when it's decided it becomes necessary you know like for example a sentence like in a court a person is sentenced 20 years in jail no appeal nothing it's decided nothing can be done now hatman maqdiya from meqaf ya a decision that is implemented, that is done, that will be executed. So it is made clear over here, every person will be brought to hell. He will be made to show up by hellfire. Where? جِثِيَّة حَوْلَ جِهَنَّمَ جيثية. Every person will be made to come around hellfire, close to it, so that he will see it. Thumma then nunajji We will save we will rescue alladhina taqaw those people who have taqwa those who had taqwa in this life allah will save them from falling into hellfire that day those people who kept away from sin from disobedience in this world allah will keep them away from hellfire on that day those people who forced themselves to obey allah who did not allow themselves to disobey Allah, then Allah will not allow them to fall into hellfire. ثُمَّ نُنَجِّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا ونذروا And we will leave. We will abandon from وَذَرَ يَدِرُ الْرَأَ To leave, to abandon. We shall leave الظَّالِمِينَ Those who did wrong Those who did wrong upon themselves by not obeying Allah. Where will they be left? Fiha In it, meaning in hellfire, Dithiya On their knees. They will be left in that condition, unhelped, and they will fall in hellfire, unable to get away. Unable to get away. In these ayat, the reality of the Akhirah is described, and especially of hellfire. That how hellfire is certain. Don't think it's just a figment of someone's imagination. Or it's not really real. It's real. It's a burning fire. And it is for those who have forgotten Allah. Those who don't care about Allah. What is mentioned in these ayat? That if you look at ayah number 68 onwards, فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَحْشُرَنَّهُمْ وَالشَّيَاطِينَ ثُمَّ لَنُحْضِرَنَّهُمْ حَوْلَ جَهَنَّمَ All people will be brought around hellfire. ثُمَّ لَنَنْزِعَنَّ مِنْ كُلِّ Because when people will rise on the day of resurrection, they will come in the form of groups. They will come in the form of groups. What groups? Tribes, nations, people of one religion, the followers of a particular prophet the followers of a particular leader, people who don't pray salah, who abandon the prayer, who are too arrogant to pray, they will be with Fir'aun because they are similar in nature. Al مع من ahabbah A person will be with those whom he loves, those whom he affiliates with. So people will come on the Day of Judgment in the form of groups. Some people will be taken directly to hellfire. No hisab, no questioning, no weighing of their deeds. No giving their books, nothing. Straight to hellfire. But the majority of people will go through the different stages of the Day of Judgment. And what are they? The Day of Judgment is a very long day. It begins with the blowing of the trumpet. When the trumpet will be blown, all people will come out of their graves. As they will rise, they will be divided up into groups. And all people... Will respond to the call of the caller where the sound is coming from, the sound of the blowing of the trumpet. They will go towards that place. They will come out of their graves as if they are butterflies, as if they are moths. So many. And in the mahshar, in the place of gathering, when all people will come, not even one person left behind, not even one person left out, everyone is there then what will happen? In the book Aqidah Wasitiyah, the author, he writes, that, وَتَدْنُوا The sun will draw near. It will come very close to the people. araq, And the sweat, it will brittle people. Meaning some people will be drowning in their sweat up to their mouths, depending on their spiritual state in the life of the world. sabul mawazin. Now, remember that in the state, a long period will pass. And in the state of helplessness, people will rush to Adam salam, requesting him, please ask Allah to begin the judgment. Adam salam will say, no, I'm afraid. Then they will go to Ibrahim salam, Even he will refuse. They will go to Musa He will refuse. They will go to Isa He will refuse. They will go to Muhammad And the Prophet will glorify and praise Allah and fall into prostration. And then the hisab will begin. Then the questioning will begin. And this questioning, how will this be? It will begin with, sabul Mawazin. The scales will be set up. Which scales? The scales in which people's deeds are going to be weighed. biha ibad. Then the deeds of the servants are going to be weighed. sharud Dawaween And the records of deeds, even they will be distributed. And what are they? الأعمال, the records of deeds of people. Then one person will take his record in his right hand. And another person will take his record in his left hand. Or he will take it from behind his back, as it is mentioned in the Quran. And Allah will call to account the creation, the people especially. How? Some people, they will be questioned in public, in front of everybody, as we learned in Surah Al-Ma'idah. That how the Christians, they'll be reprimanded indirectly by Allah's conversation with Isa mu'min, But the believer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will call him to account in privacy, such that no third will be able to hear that conversation. And Allah will make him acknowledge his sins. As it is described in the Sunnah, and that person he will admit his sins, and Allah will tell him that just as I concealed your sins in the dunya, today I forgive them. Wa al kuffar. As for the disbelievers, fala yuhasabun tuzanu hasanatu waseyatu. Then his حساب will not be such that his good deeds are being weighed and his sins are being weighed. No, he will be questioned. He will be asked, why? in order to be humiliated in front of everybody. Like for example, in a hadith we learn that a person will be brought, his hisab will be done, and Allah will ask him, did I not give you such and such? He will say, yes. Did I not give you such and such? He will say, yes. He will keep on admitting all the favors, all the gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah will ask him, did you ever think that you will need me? And that person will say, no. And Allah will say, okay. We forget you, just as you forgot us. And that person will be sent to hellfire. So we see that as the hisab will happen, some will be taken to hellfire right away. And some will be delayed. Then after the hisab, what will happen? When the hisab is done, then those who remain in the hashr, in the great gathering, are just those people who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people who are upon the wuhid. And according to some narrations even the Yahud and the Nasara and even the Munafiqeen they will be left in the mashar. But then again one more step where people will be separated. And what is that? The Hawd Kawthar. The Hawd. The pool of the Prophet wasallam, where people will go in order to drink from. But what will happen? Some people will be able to go and others will be stopped. They will be prevented from reaching there where will they be sent to hellfire? And then after Hawd is the Sirat. He says, وَالصِّرَاطٌ مَنْصُوبٌ عَلَى مَتْنِ جَهَنَّمٌ And the bridge is fixed on the hellfire. وَهُوَ الْجِسْرُ It is a bridge, أَلَّذِي بَيْنَ الجنة والنار. Which is between Jannah and hellfire. Meaning in order to get to Jannah, you have to go over hellfire. So what is mentioned over here, that ثُمَّ That each and every person will be made to arrive at hellfire. Believer or disbeliever. Believer or disbeliever. Remember, every one of us is going to see hellfire with our own eyes. Don't forget that. We cannot run away. We have to see it. We have to face it. ثُمَّ Every person will be brought over there. Some will fall immediately and others will be told to cross the bridge. And as they're crossing the bridge, some will cross swiftly, speed of lightning, even faster. Some will cross a little slower than that and some won't be able to cross, they'll fall. Why? Because on the sides of this bridge are big hooks, big hooks, kalalib, as he writes over here. He says يمر الناس عليه على قدر أعمالهم. People will cross the sirat according to their deeds. فمنهم من يمر كَلَمْحِ البصر. Among them are those who will cross like the blink of an eye. ومنهم من يمر Among them are those who will cross like lightning. ومنهم من يمر كالريح. And some like fast wind. ومنهم من يمر like fast running horses. Karikabil <الْإِبْل> like Camels, women who may like a person running, women who may يمشي مشين, like a person walking, women who may يزحف زحفا like a person crawling, women who يخطف خطفا ويُلقى في جهنم and amongst them are those who will be snatched and caught and thrown into hellfire. Why? Because فَإِنَّ الْجِسْرَ عَلَيْهِ كلاليب. on this bridge are hooks that will Snatch at people, grab them according to their deeds. And in hadith we learn that in particular, these hooks, what are they? One represents amana, and the other represents rahim. One represents responsibility, commitment. If a person neglected his responsibilities, his commitments, if a person neglected his rahim, relationships, then these hooks will snatch at that person, injure him, cause him to fall in hellfire. فَمَن marra عَلَى الصِّرَاطِ Whoever crosses the bridge, دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ He will enter Jannah. The one who doesn't manage to cross the bridge, he's not entering Jannah. فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَحْشُرَنَّهُمْ وَالشَّيَاطِينَ ثُمَّ لَنُحْضِرَنَّهُمْ حَوْلَ جَهَنَّمَ جِثِيَّا ثُمَّ لَنَنْزِعَنَّ مِنْ كُلِّ شِيَعَةٍ اَيُّهُمْ أَشَدُّ عَلَى عتيا. Those who are worst in disobedience to Allah, most arrogant, they will fall in hellfire first. أَعْلَمُ بالذين هم أَوْلَى بِهَا صليا. Allah knows best who is most deserving of falling into hellfire, of burning therein. And this is something that we must remember. Allah best knows which person deserves to be burnt in hellfire. We are no ones to sentence anyone to hell. We don't have that authority. Allah knows. He is the judge. In a hadith we learn that the Prophet said, there were two men among the Bani Israel who were striving for the same goal. One of them would commit sin and the other would strive to do his best, meaning best good. The man who exerted himself in worship continued to see the other in sin. He would say, leave your sin, leave it. One day he found him in sin and said to him, leave it. The other person said to him, leave me alone with my Lord. Have you been sent as a watchman over me? The righteous person said, I swear by Allah, Allah will not forgive you, nor will He admit you into paradise. Then their souls were taken back by Allah. And they met together with the Lord of the worlds. Allah said to this man, who had striven hard in worship, and who was apparently very righteous. Allah said to him, had you knowledge about me? Or had you power over that which I have in my hand? He said to the man who sinned, Allah will say to the man who sinned, go and enter paradise by my mercy. The person who's sinning, what is Allah telling him? Go enter paradise by my mercy. And the other, who said to the sinful person, Allah will never let you enter into paradise, Allah will say, take him to hell. Abu Hudayra said, by him in whose hand is my soul, he spoke a word by which this world and the next world of his were destroyed. And what was that word? He said to a person, Allah will never admit you into paradise. You are going to hell. And this is a statement that we are not allowed to say, we have no authority to say about another person, no matter what sin they're committing. Because نَحْنُ ثُمَّ nahnu أَعْلَمُ Allah knows best, بِالَّذِينَ هُمْ أَوْلَى بِهَا إِلَّا وَارِدُهَا And there is none of you except that He will come to it. Each person will arrive, will be made to show up there. كَانَ عَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ حَتْمًا This is decided. ثُمَّ ننجي الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا Then those who have taqwa, Allah will rescue them. Allah will save them. How? They will cross the bridge successfully. وَنَذْرُ الظَّالِمِينَ فِيهَا And those who did thulman themselves, they will be left fallen in hellfire. Recitation.
1: وَيَقُولُ إنسان وإذا ممت لسوف أخرج حيا أَولَا لا يذكر الإنسان أن خلقناه من قبل ولم يكن شيئا فو ربك لنحشرنهم والشياطين ثم لنحضرنهم ثُمَّ لَنُحْضِرَنَّهُمْ حَوْلَ جَهَنَّمَ مَجْمَعِينَ ثُمَّ لَنَنزِعَنَّ مِنْ كُلِّ شِيعَةٍ أَيُّهُمْ أَشَدُّ عَلَى الرَّحْمَٰنِ مَنِعَتِيًّا ثم لنحن اعلم بالذين هم اولى بها صليا وان منكم الا واردها كان على ربك حتما مقضيا ثم ننجي الذين اتقوا
0: ونذر الظالمين فيها جثيا the ayah that makes us really afraid, most afraid, is this ayah, illa Each person will be made to arrive at hellfire. But the next ayah is an ayah that also gives a lot of hope. taqaw. Allah will rescue those who are conscious of Him. And this is where we see that it's about what we do right now. How much do we guard ourselves? How much do we protect ourselves from sinning? The more we protect ourselves, the more Allah will protect us that day. And the more we neglect ourselves, the more we will be neglected that day. And when our verses are recited to them, which verses? bayinatin, Which are clear evidences. قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve say, to who? لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا To those people who believe. The disbelievers say to the believers, أَيُّ الْفَرِيقَيْنُ Which of the two groups, فَرِيقَيْنَ is a dual of فَرِيق, two groups as in us and you, disbelievers and believers, which of the two groups is خَيْرٌ better مَقَامًا in position. مَقَام قَافْ وامين, Place of قِيَام Place of standing, meaning position. It can also be understood as the rank that a person has. So which of us is better in position? Whose position is better? Our position or your position? Meaning financially, socially. <نَديّة> and who ahsan? Who is better in nadiyya Nadi ندي meaning association, friends, company. Nadi is from the root letters dal دَلْوَا Nada is used for a majlis, a gathering. You may remember Darun Nadwa. What was Darun Nadwa? Darun Nadwa in Makkah. Hmm? A place where the different leaders of the various tribes would gather together in order to discuss important matters. It was like a meeting place, a gathering place, a place of assembly. So Nadi is a place or a gathering in which people sit together, they talk, they chat, it's a meeting place. And who do you meet? Your friends. So they say to the believers that, اَيُّ Which of the two groups has a better position and has better friends? What they mean to say is, forget about the hereafter, forget about the day of judgment, look at now. They argue with the believers. They say, look at now. Look at us and look at you. Look at those whom you call disbelievers and look at yourselves. Financially, socially, politically. We are stronger and much better off than you, O Muslims. And when it comes to friends, associations, alliances, then of course we are better off than you. Then who is wrong? We are wrong or you are wrong? We must be right if we are more successful, if we are living better lives, then we must be doing something right. Then God must definitely be happy with us. He must be pleased with us. You are in the wrong. Did the mushrikeen say this only or do people think like this today as well? That Muslims, they have the worst condition today. Everywhere. They're getting into trouble in every way. They must be wrong. They must be wrong. And then you also begin to doubt yourself. We must be doing something clearly wrong because Allah is not happy with us, He's happy with them. So what is the answer? How do we understand this? That just because a person is living a good life right now, that doesn't mean that they are upon the truth. If you think about it, out of all people, who do you think lived the happiest life? Materially, physically, physically, Financially, politically, who? Perhaps it was Fir'aun. Why? Because he had all the power, all the authority, all the money, everything that he wanted. If he said, kill babies, babies were killed because he said so. Can you imagine? None of his people opposed him. No one stood up against him. he had that much influence. But who says Fir'aun was a good man? Just because he was... Strong in the political sense or in the social sense, that doesn't make him right. Allah says, How many we have destroyed before them? Of generation. Meaning, how many generations we have destroyed before them? They died, they were killed, they were destroyed. And those people, the previous generations, whom Ahsanu Athathan Wari'ya. They were ahsan, they were better, athathan in possessions, وَرِئْيَة, and also in outward appearance. Meaning, the previous generations were much better off than you. And if they were better off than you, and if they were supposed to be right, then why were they wiped off from the face of the earth? Ahsanu athathan. Athath is from the root letters hamza, tha, tha, atha. is to become abundant. And ta'athuth is to acquire abundance of goods. To acquire abundance of goods. Comforts of life, property. And in particular, athath is used for ul bayt, Household goods. So the things that you fill your house with, whatever it may be. First of all, whatever kind of house it may be, a house, tent, whatever. And then secondly, whatever goods you fill your house with, that athath. Whether it is dishes or furniture or bedding, you know, or a car outside, art, whatever it may be, all of that is Athath. And remember that Athath is also used for goods that are a property that is new, meaning that's still in good condition, not old or worn out. So Allah says that the people before you, they were ahsanu Athathan, they were richer than you. Their stuff was better than yours, more durable, and wari'ya. It was also more good in appearance. Ri'ya, what's the root of this word? Ra, hamza, ya. What does Ra'i mean? To see. And also Ra'i is used for an opinion, right? Because you give your opinion based on what you see, right? So, Ri'i, what is mentioned over here, is manzav, meaning that which is seen, what the eye sees. What the eye sees. And zi'i is basically used for a good condition. So for example, clean clothes, healthy body, nice good house that is in a very good condition, whatever that is displayed, whatever that is good to look at. So Allah says that the people before you, they were better in terms of atah, their furnishings were better than yours, and what they made was also good to look at. Or the way they dressed up and what they put on themselves was also good to look at. Just look at the example of the Egyptian civilization. When it comes to their furnishings, when it comes to their utensils, when it comes to their appearance, their clothes and their makeup and their jewelry and their hair stuff. I mean, all of that. But there was so much that they made, so much that they had. But what happened? Come, ahlakna Does that make them right? Does that make the Egyptian civilization right? Just because they were rich and strong doesn't mean they were upon the truth? No. Fir'aun was clearly a great oppressor, a very big tyrant, someone who was very harsh, someone who was very corrupt. It's clear, it's evident. You don't need to go very deep to realize that. So the message that we're being given over here is that the worldly condition of a person does not reflect his being on the truth or being on the falsehood. Just because a person is living a rich life, an easy life, doesn't mean they're doing what is right. And just because a person is going through difficulty, that doesn't mean that they are in the wrong. قُلْ Say, مَن كَانَ فِي الضلالة? Whoever is in misguidance, whoever is in error. When a person is in error, then what happens? فَلْيَمْدُدْ لَهُ Rahmanu Madda Falyamdud, then he should extend. Mim Dal dal Madda to extend to prolong. Who prolongs? Lahu for that person, who prolongs? Al-Rahmanu, the most merciful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He prolongs for him madda an extension. What does it mean by this? We are being informed that this is the way of Allah. That when a person is doing something wrong, he's not caught immediately. He's not punished immediately. This is a fairy tale concept that a person utters a lie and their nose is, you know, it grows really long, right? This is not reality. When a person is doing something wrong, then what happens? Allah subhanahu wa taala gives him some time. فَلِيَمْدُدْ لَهُ الرَّحْمَنُ مَدَّ. This is Sunnah Allah. It is only befitting for Allah that He would prolong for that person in mad, meaning. In extension, extending his wealth, extending his time, his life, opportunities, freedom. He gives him time. And there's different reasons for that. Hatta until إِذَا رَأَوْ مَا When they see that which they were promised. Meaning it will continue as such. For some people, some years. For some people, some days. For some people, some months. And then what happens? They eventually see what they were promised. What is it that they were promised? What is it that they were warned of? What is it that they were threatened with? إِمَّا الْعَذَابِ وَإِمَّا السَّعَابِ Either they see the punishment, or they see the hour. What does it mean by punishment? Some punishment in the world. Consequences of their sins. Meaning those consequences don't come immediately. They come after some time. They come after some time. Recently, my husband he was in a parking lot and somebody just you know cut him off from the front in a very annoying way so you know when somebody cuts you off like that you get upset and then you look at them then what's wrong with them? why are they doing this? when he saw, he looked at that car he noticed that that car the bumper was all broken and that guy you know he parked on the side and got out and he was looking at his car so my husband realized that this is a hit and run situation and this is why he cut my husband off so quickly Anyway, my husband's like, Okay. May Allah guide him, whatever. And as he turned around he saw that there was another person who was standing outside his car looking at, you know, the side of his car because it seemed like somebody had smashed into his car and there were black, you know, lines and he realized that this was you know, that guy must have hit him and run off. But then my husband saw that the man who had been hit, he was standing with a number plate. What does that mean? the guy who hit him and ran off his number plate fell right so anyway my husband got out of the car it was really cold outside and that man he didn't seem to know what to do he seemed very confused and scared so anyway he went up to him and he said you okay everything fine and he asked him what had happened and while he's talking to him that man who had hit he came because he wanted his number plate back right so he came and when he sees my husband, he goes, alaykum. He said salam to him, right? And uh, he goes, uh, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I'll pay for everything." And he was really apologizing. So the victim—okay, I'll just call him victim. He went, you know, he leaned into his car to get something, and that boy who had come, he pushed him into the car, grabbed the number plate, and ran off. All right? So my husband ran after him and grabbed him. <laughs> but then that guy was becoming very aggressive, and he was afraid that he's going to hit me. My husband knew exactly where the car was, so he said, "Okay, go." He quickly ran and took pictures of his car, his number plate, everything. All right, of the driver who had hit and run. All right? He took pictures of his car, number plate, everything. So now he went back to the victim and then he gave him the pictures so that he could give it to, to the police officer, and he said, "If you want, I can be the witness and everything." Now uh, he emailed my husband recently and he said that, "Thank you very much for helping me and whatever." And he had said that I went and gave my testimony, It was all recorded and you know, now this person is going to be accused with a criminal charge, basically. It was a small accident, small accident. Alright? Nothing major. Perhaps it would have cost him a few hundred dollars more for his insurance every month. That would have been good for him, you know, teach him a lesson. But then what happened? He came back, assaulted the man, ran away. So now this case is going to be treated as a criminal case. And if that guy gets caught and testimony is taken against him, this could even lead him to prison for a few years. Right? Or at least some time. So you see what happens when a person does something wrong when he hit the car, it wasn't like his car stopped. No. There is a chance. There is some time. He even went and he fake apologized. Right? But then what happened? Didn't take a lesson from that either. And then got himself into more and more and more trouble. Right? So the consequences, eventually, they come. And I hope inshallah the consequences come for this guy soon as well. Because the way he treated somebody, first of all he showed such a bad image of Islam, saying salam and then fake apologizing and then assaulting someone and running away. What are we showing? What is our religion? So my husband deliberately he gave him his business card. All right? And On it was his website and he saw the Alhuda website and he was really appreciative that you know some Muslims are really good. Thank you so much. And you know, it was a way of darwa. Right? So remember that when a person does something wrong, immediately there are no consequences, most mostly. Mostly. And if there are immediate consequences, then that means Allah really loves you. Because He wants you to realize your mistake right away. And suffer and be clean, and you should repent. But when a person is given time, okay, leave another prayer, leave another prayer, neglect again, neglect again, then what happens? Eventually, العذاب, either punishment or the hour, final hour. And what is this? Death. Because when a person dies, then basically his hereafter has begun. فسيعلمونا. Then they will know. Man who is, whoa he is, sharrum makanan. Worst in position. Whose position is worse? In the hereafter, it will be clear that in reality, whose position is worse. وَأَضْعَفُ جندا. And who is weaker? In soldiers. Whose army is weak? أَضْعَفُ from ضَادٍ فَا Because you see the mushrikeen, they boasted earlier in the ayah we learned. They said, our position is better, our friends are better. Look at you. Allah says, the hereafter will show, the day of judgment will show. The time when people are given the consequences of their sins, that will show whose position is worse and whose friends are weak. Because all those friends because of which we do wrong, where do they go when we're in trouble? They don't show up. They don't take responsibility. On the other hand, وَيَزِيدُ اللَّهُ And Allah increases. Allَّذِينَ هَدَاوُ Those who obtain guidance. Allah increases them in what? Huda, In guidance. This is connected with the previous ayah. We learned at the beginning. وَإِذَا tutla عَلَيْهِمْ ayatuna بَيْنَاتُ When the verses are recited, right? They're recited to all people. One group of people, instantly they begin mocking. They start boasting. And another group of people, alladhinahtadaw, what happens to them as they hear the Quran? Zaadahum huda. huda. Allah increases them in guidance. Wal baqiyatu And what does it mean by this? He increases them in guidance. He leads them on upon the right path. They learn about what they should do. They get the opportunity of doing it also. Wal baqiyatu salihat. And those that endure, those that last, are what? As-salihah, the righteous deeds, the remaining good deeds, the enduring good deeds, because good deeds will last even when a person dies, even when he's buried in his grave. The good deeds continue. The reward is preserved. Deeds don't die with the person. Likewise, they endure, they make it to the akhirah. But the car that we have or the home that we have, will it come with us on the day of judgment? what will come with us al-salihat salihat they are they're better in darabbika near your lord thawaban in reward wa they're better for reward as opposed to worldly gain if a person has a lot of dunya a lot of worldly stuff so what it's going to finish what's better good deeds that will bring a person reward because that is what will remain forever and good deeds, they're also خَيْرٌ Maradda. Maradda from the root letters رَادَ dal Rad is to return, Marad is a place of return, or return itself. So the return of good deeds, that is better. Because good deeds, what will they bring you in return? What will they bring you? Everlasting, eternal reward. Everlasting reward. You see earlier, we learned li ibadati force yourself to worship Allah. Why? Because the results are worth it. What you get by performing these deeds is worth it. Khayrul مَّرَدَّ So you see, comparison is being made between worldly success, worldly gain, and success in the Akhirah. Some people they think if they're happy here, if they're happy now, they're good. They don't care about the Akhirah. And there are others who focus on the Akhirah. Who's better off? Who's more successful? The one who makes his home in the Akhirah. خير مرد. Recitation.
1: وَإِذَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَيِّنَاتٍ قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أي الفريقين خير مَقَامًا وَأَحْسَنُ دِيَارًا وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا قَبْلَهُمْ مِنْ قَرْنٍ أَحْسَنُ أَثَاثًا وَرِئَاءَ قُلْ مَنْ كَانَ فِي الضَّلَالَةِ فَلْيَمْدُدْ لَهُ الرَّحْمَٰنُ مَدًّا حَتَّىٰ إِذَا رَأَوْا مَا يُوعَدُونَ إِمَّا مَا الْعَذَابُ وَإِنَّ السَّاعَةَ فَسَيَعْلَمُونَ فَسَيَعْلَمُونَ مَنْ هُوَ شَرٌّ مَكَانًا وَأَضْعَفُ جُنْدًا huda wa yazeedullah allatheena ihtadaw huda wal baqiyatu s-salihatu khayrun rabbika
0: thawaban wa khayrun murda wa yazeedullah huda because of a person's accepting guidance because ihtada yahtadi is to accept guidance So those who accept that guidance, what happens? Allah increases them in guidance. So a person, because of his iman, he keeps moving forward. When a person takes care of his salah, he does iqamatu salah, then what happens? Everything else follows as well. More good follows. One good leads to another good. One act of worship will lead to another act of worship. And this is much better. Allah says, الصَّالِحَةُ This is much better. إِنْدَا Rabbi kathawaban So this is where we need to check ourselves. Really, how much time and how much effort do I invest in getting some returns in the dunya? And how much time and effort do I invest in getting my return in the akhirah? What am I looking for? Gain here or gain there? Think about it. How much effort do we put in to be rich here? to have more stuff in our houses. We'll do that extra job, we'll make that little bit of money here and there. We'll sell that, we'll buy that. Why? So that we can fill our houses with stuff. But what is it gonna bring us in return? A big bill. Right? But when a person invests in the akhirah, then that is a much better return. Because in Jannah, there's eternity and there's no bills.